Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warm up Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the baseball betting show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson family of podcasts. Got a great podcast for you, and one that is presented by DraftKings and Vote Yes on Prop 27. Prop 27 is working hard to get Californians online and get them to be able to bet online, much like over half the country is able to do. Many of the states in the East Coast are able to do so. Meanwhile, California, they're stuck with the shady bookies. It is not a great situation, so vote yes on Prop 27, and vote yes on a great podcast. It's joining me in segment number two, Steve Gardner. He does a great job over at USA Today. We're going to be taking a look at these wild card series. I'm going to ask him if he's got anything other than chalk in terms of the World Series. You might be a little bit disappointed for both of our answers on that front, but we're we're going to be taking a look at these wild card matchups, some of the keys that we're going to be finding as well. In the final segment, I'm going to be giving you guys my thoughts on just the four wild card series as a whole. It's looking like we're getting more set pitching matchups on the American League side of things for game one. National League side still a little bit more up in the air with the Cardinals and the New York Mets having to settle on their game one starter as of right now. So have no fear on the podcast tomorrow. I'll be giving you guys picks and analysis on all four of those games for Friday. And then if you're following my Twitter feed at GNRS41 as we get set starters for those games, as we get more lineup announcements, guys are going to be in the fold, out of the fold, guys that are going to be perhaps in, but not necessarily 100%. I will be updating those handicaps as well. And if you ever have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you've got one or two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Name does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You are able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not get in any Twitter questions today, but you know what? It was day number 162, or game number 162, for a lot of these teams in Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, it really didn't have any playoff ramifications, but we did see a little bit. Let's take a look at some of these teams. We're really not able to find too many regular season trends anymore since the world since the regular season is done, but let's take a look at some of these teams as they ended the season slash they go into the playoffs in a little bit of a recap. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Well, Corbin Burns did not have the world's greatest end of the season as the Arizona Diamondbacks, they 
take down the Milwaukee Brewers by a count of 4-2. Merrill Kelly, a very good year. He ends the season with a 330-70 ERA. Giving up one run in six innings. From there, Sean Poppin gives up a run in an inning. I'm not going to go through as many of these bullpen guys today because, well, when it comes to bullpen usage, not as important right now as for the Milwaukee Brewers. Roddy Tellas, they get his 35th home run season for Coburn Burns. They only had a pitch three innings in this one. He goes three scoreless. From there, Trevor Gott just completely gave this game away. He gave up three runs in the ninth inning, so the Brewers, they end with 86 wins, and the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know what, post all-star break, they were able to give you a rather good effort, a solid effort in terms of the double dip that we saw on Wednesday, as well as the Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles, they split a bear, the Orioles, they rally for three runs in the eighth inning to get it done by a count of five to four, this was just a total bullpen game for the Toronto Blue Jays, as yeah, Mitch White be the bulk guy, he gave up five runs in four innings, don't expect to see him pitching in the postseason, as he did get home run number one for young Darren Vavara, so that was a little bit of a nice sign, and then in game number two, the Blue Jays, they were able to get up, and they get a 5-1 to one win. Yusei Kikuchi, probably not going to be on the playoff roster, but one and two-thirds innings, scoreless out of him, as this was a really good performance from the bullpen in general. Tim Meza, Anthony Bass, David Phelps, all guys you're going to need to look to for the postseason. For the Blue Jays, scoreless innings, Casey Lawrence gives up one run in two and a third innings. For the Blue Jays, they go two of nine with men in scoring position, as it was Spencer Watkins who gave up one run in three and a third innings, and then from there, the Baltimore Orioles just utilized the entirety of the bullpen from there. You did see the DK Nation pick hit, as I took the over in the Seattle Mariners and the Detroit Tigers game 5-4. to four for the Seattle Mariners are able to get the job done as the Mariners. They were able to get a trio of long balls in this game. Louis Torrance, third home run season. Julio Rodriguez, very good sign because something that I was wondering coming into the postseason, what sort of form is he going to be in? He got a first setting home run off of Tyler Alexander, 28th home run season. Mitch Hanniger looking good as well, 11th home run season. That's off of Alexander who gave up all three bombs, four runs in total and five and two-thirds innings, and then Gregory Soto blew it with the game tied up in the ninth inning. You had the Tigers go three of eight with men in scoring position as Marco got Gonzalez, well, if he starts a game for the Seattle Mariners in the postseason, let me know because that would not be good. He gives up four runs, three of which were earned in seven innings. Paul Seawald, Eric Swanson. They both are utilized for a scoreless setting. The Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins played just a calamity of a game. 12-9 in the final in this one. The Atlanta Braves were clearly resting everyone humanly possible. Tyler Manson gives up two runs in two innings. Jackson Stevens, three runs in three innings. Jesse Chavez gives up four runs in a third of an inning. You had three runs in two in a third innings given up by Silvino Bracco, and if he in a high leverage situation for the Atlanta Braves, you let me know because things are not going well on that front. And hey, for the Atlanta Braves, where are home runs? Matt Olson. 34th home run season, his fifth home run in the last seven days. He's coming in hot. Marcel Ozuna, 23rd home run season as Eliezer Hernandez. He gave up three runs in four innings, and then from there, the bullpen of the Miami Marlins. They give up quite a few runs as they went five innings in total, giving up five runs, but you know what? They went 7 of 11 with men in scoring position, so a Miami Marlins offense that all throughout the second half of the season was a big giant fade. They came through in game 162. The Giants got an 8-1 win over the San Diego Padres. The Padres utilize a bullpen game. Craig Stammen gives up five runs in three innings. Nabel Crisman is off the injured list. This is a very good sign, but they did use him for four innings, giving up one run, so that certainly knocks him out for game one of the wild card round, as I did have Don Villar of the Giants get home runs eight and nine of the season at Austin Slater. He gets his seventh home run season for the Padres. They also utilize Pierce Johnson and Stephen Wilson for an inning apiece. And then the San Francisco Giants, they just pretty much routed out there a little bit of everyone as John Brebbia gave up a run in the first inning and then the rest of the bullpen, eight scoreless innings. So, Carver credit is due as the Padres. They have been hitting significantly worse at home than they have been on the road this season. The Cubs put up a 15 spot on the Cincinnati Reds, 15-2 to two the final in this one as, I mean, it was just all sorts of offense for the Cubs. Zach McKinstry, fifth home run season. David Bodie is fourth. Fran Mel Reyes is 14th. And Adrian Sampson utilized for two and two-thirds innings, giving up two runs, one of which was earned. Bullpen from there, scoreless over the course of six and a third innings for the Cincinnati Reds. Graham Ashcraft got smoked, giving up seven runs and five and a third innings. Joe Kuno gives up four runs in a third of an inning. Hunter Strickland came in and gave the team a scoreless inning, but yep, for the Reds, they were unable to avoid loss number 100, so that wasn't too great. The Yankees had a chance at win number 100, but Aaron Judge was sitting out of this game. Four to two, the Texas Rangers get the job done. Domingo Ramon, not a good sign for this team. He gives up four runs and four and a third innings, giving up a pair of bombs going deep for the Texas Rangers. Jonah Heim, 16th home run season. Charlie Goberson, his second 
Good sides out of the bullpen, though, as Miguel Castro, Luke Trevino, Lucas Lukey, all his Coral setting, Alberto Abreu, pair of outs out of the bullpen as well. Castro, I think, is someone that the Yankees might need to utilize because Ron Medanakio is currently out with an injury with Glenn Otto. He gives up two runs in six innings. From there, the rest of the bullpen was able to do their part for the Texas Rangers to get that one to the window. From Valdez goes into the postseason in good form. 3-2, to two, the Astros get it done. Valdez. Five scoreless innings, 10 punch-outs, so that was terrific. He did have Phil Mayton give up two runs in a third of an inning, but Astros bullpen continues to be solid. Brian Abreu, Ryan Stanek, both a scoreless inning, both end the regular season with a sub-two ERA of Rafael Montero. They're of outside the bullpen, and then Ryan Presley is able to get a scoreless inning for the save. Christian Vasquez, ninth home run season. He goes deep off of the bulk guy in this game, Michael Plasmeyer, who actually wasn't bad for the Philadelphia Phillies, giving up three runs in six innings. He did allow nine hits in this one, but was able to wriggle out of some things as Bailey Falter was essentially an opener, and Nick Nelson also pitched a squirrel setting as well, so that was a little bit strange to see. Cleveland Guardians go into the postseason on absolute fire. They end the regular season with 92 wins. They take down the Kansas City Royals 9-2 as Aaron Savali gives up two runs in six innings. They were both solo home runs going deep. Kyle Isabel, fifth home run season. Vinny Pascantino is 10th and John Easley got just smoked giving up six runs in five innings. Just not a good showing there as for the Guardians. No home runs, but they go 7-16 of 16 with men in scoring position and then Eli Morgan and Yale De Los Santos, Trevor Steven. They're all utilized for a scoreless setting. All through 14 pitches are fewer, so they're good to go for the wild card round. The Minnesota Twins ended the season on a bang. 10-1, to 1, they take down the Chicago White Sox. Poor Davis Martin gives up nine runs, and he got through one and two-thirds innings, giving up a pair of home runs. Indeed, for the Minnesota Twins, Gary Sanchez, 16th home run season. And then you had home run number two for a young shortstop and Jermaine Palacios. And then for the Minnesota Twins, Louis Varlin, five scoreless innings, and then Cole Sands, one unearned run, give it up in four innings. So a good showing there for the Chicago White Sox. Vinny Velo had to throw three and a third innings. He gave up one run along the way, and then the bullpen, they were able to piecemeal the things together from there. The Tampa Bay Rays, they very much utilize more of the less than trustworthy guys in this game. They lose to the Boston Red Sox by a count of 6-3. Josh Fleming was utilized as the starter, giving up four runs and four and two-thirds innings, giving up a pair of home runs to J.D. Martinez, 15th and 16th home runs of the season. From there, Sharon Armstrong it out of the bullpen. Javi Guerra, J.T. Chargois, they both go a scoreless inning, and Jimmy Yacobonis, he gives up two runs in an inning for the Rays. G-Man Choi, 11th home run of the season, and Miguel de Brujan gets a third home run of the season. As Nick Pavetta, he ends the season giving up two runs over the course of four innings, and then the bullpen, they complete five innings, giving up that solo home run along the way. The St. Louis Cardinals fall to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a count of 5-3. to three. You tell that after John Elsley got a little bit banged up a few days ago that the Cardinals wanted to take no risk with the bullpen as Jacob Woodford, two scoreless settings, Jordan Nix, a scoreless setting is Matthew Libator, pretty much eight five innings, giving up five runs. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, Nolan Arenado got the start, but they pulled him out. They have been trying to rest him the last few days. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Juan Oviedo gives up three runs, two of which were earned. Bullpen from there completes five scoreless settings. So a good on them sort of effort. And Joy Otani, we were looking to see if he was going to be able to end his season on a bang. Wasn't necessarily what he was looking for as he takes a loss, even though he only gave up one run in this one, three to two. The Oakland A's are able to get the job done. Zach Weiss gives up two runs in an inning out of the bullpen. As for the Oakland A's going deep, Stephen Vogt has had a rough season. Seventh home run season. And Ken Waldachuk, seven scoreless innings for the Oakland A's. As you had Noji Ruiz give up two runs and two-thirds of an inning from there as Kirby Seed gets a final four outs of the game scoreless as Mike Trout. He gets his 40th home run of the season and for Mike Trout, he gets a 40 home runs despite all the time that he missed, which I do think is rather remarkable as I believe that he ended the year with 119 games played. He plays a full 162. He gets a 50 home runs in all likelihood in my opinion. So that was something to take a look at and as I am doing this right now, the Mets are wrapping up a very easy win over the Washington Nationals. They were up 9-0 going into the bottom of the third inning and from there, they have just tried to rest all of their guys as Michael Givens was the opener and then you had Trevor Williams give up two runs over the course of six innings. Now they're trotting out their Trevor May to be able to polish this one off as Mark Hanna got his 13th home run season off of Eric Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap game going up to James McCann. Third home run season as Fetty. He got seven outs and he gave up nine runs. That is an ERA booster and the Washington to Nationals from here. They're just looking to utilize the bullpen. They are just playing out the string at this point. And I do think that with the LA Dodgers, it was also a good showing from them. 6-1 to one, the final. is Clayton Kershaw. He made a start to be able to tune up for the postseason and he was able to go five innings, gave up one run. That was a solo run while punching out nine, going deep. 
Home run number one of the season for our friend Ezekiel Tovar. And for the Colorado Rockies, Austin Gomber did not get Gombert up here. He gave up one run in three innings, but then Chad Smith completely gave it up, giving up three runs in one and a third innings as the Dodgers. A trail of home runs in this one. Freddie Freeman, 21st home run season. Trey Turner down for what is 21st. And Cody Bellinger is 19th. And Bellinger playing a little bit better recently as the Dodgers, they end the regular season with 111 wins. And for those of you guys with Rockies season totals, they end at 68 wins. That may or may not have been a significant game. For some of you guys, but we're not really going to go through the regular season trends anymore because I do think that when it comes to taking a look at baseball trends, regular season and postseason, a completely different animal. I will certainly be touching upon that with regards to my game previews tomorrow because you want to be gauging these games very, very differently. The bullpen usage, it is going to be ramped up quite a bit, and you're going to notice that I'm going to be handicapping these games a little bit more to the vest, and we're going to be going into a little bit more depth with regards to these bullpens, even more so than we did during the regular season. So that's what we saw in Major League Baseball from Game 162, and in the case of the Blue Jays and the Orioles, Game 161 as well on Wednesday. Now let's take a look at what we're going to be able to expect on the wild card round, and just as post season in general with our good friend Steve Gardner of USA Today. We chat with him next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. We're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast. It is great to be joined by our guest as Steve Gardner is doing absolutely terrific work over there at USA Today. He does a great job taking a look at the game of baseball from a wide variety of different lenses. I know that he does a great job for those of you guys that love doing things day in and day out in terms of fantasy year long, a little bit more DFS as well. He does a great job on that front over there at USA Today. And you're able to follow my Twitter at easy enough. Steve A. Gardner. So his first and his last name with the letter A in the middle of it all together. And Steve, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg. Greg, appreciate that, and fantastic to talk with you again. It's fantastic to have you aboard, and Steve, let's do our 15-minute dissertation right now on all of our big takeaways from game number 162, what it's going to mean for everyone. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course, as we didn't necessarily get a lot of rambunctious action in game number 162, but hey, you know, that means that a lot of guys arrested should be good to go for what I think is going to be an amazing wild card round, and as of right now, in terms of the National League games, we have to be determined starters for game one. The American League is a little bit more set, but I do take a look at this wild card round. And out of all the teams that are maybe poised to be able to advance, slash a team that might be a little bit more prone to an upset, who are you taking a look at? Because when it comes to a little bit more of an upset special, if there is a team that I think is going to be able to do it, I think that the Seattle Mariners have a little bit of a shot just because they do have great pitching. They have been able to get Julio Rodriguez back at the fold, which I think is just so massive for their lineup, even with going to Toronto, which obviously fans are going to be out. They absolutely love their team. But if I'm looking at a little bit more of a long shot to be able to win a wild card round, I'd be looking at the Mariners right now. You know, I think of the teams that I have as my strongest favorite, it's the Blue Jays. So we're on opposite ends of the spectrum there. I don't know if Julio Rodriguez is back 100%. And obviously, if he's not all the way there, then it's a huge piece of the Mariners offense. Um, I just think that Toronto, with the second best offense in the American League and starters Alec Manoa and Kevin Gossman going in the first two games, I think they're poised, especially, again, playing with those rabid fans at home at Rogers Center. I like the Blue Jays to advance. I think they are just, they're powerful. They'd be able to knock off the Mariners, maybe even sweep them. So that's my you know most solid favorite out of the four wildcard series. And you know what? When it comes to game one, I do think that Manoa should be able to get the best of Luis Castillo as he's been a little bit all over the place. But the one thing that I think is very important in terms of these wildcard series as well is the bullpens. And the reason why I give the Mariners a little bit of a shot is because the bullpen has been so good for them. And it's a big reason why I just can't see a team like the Philadelphia Phillies being able to come out. Because with the Phillies, I think it's so intriguing to take a look at them. And I feel like they're that one team that I feel like you could either be very bullish or very bearish on because they backed their way into the playoffs. So let's call it what it is. They did not play well towards back half of the season. But the guy that we know is going to be going in game one, as we don't know the Cardinals are going to be sending out there, but we know it's going to be Zach Wheeler. I believe it's either 16 or 17 scoreless innings that he's had against the St. Louis Cardinals. But on the flip side for Zach Wheeler, he spent a lot of time on the injured list. He also just has had some very demonstrative home and road splits thus far this season as well. But the reason why on top of that with the Phillies, they're so volatile is that this bullpen just has not been the same since Corey Knable went down. They've been dealing with an injury to Brad Hand since Sir Anthony Dominguez came off the injured list. He has not been great as well. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, 
I feel like if they're going to be able to win this series against the St. Louis Cardinals, it's going to be based on their offense because I just have not a lot of faith in them being able to protect a lead if they get it. Absolutely. And I, and I think this is one of those where the Phillies have to outslug the Cardinals. And, and the Cardinals have been a great offense this season, too. So it's a tall order to start with. I think you're right about the Phillies bullpen, probably the weakest of any of the playoff teams. And the fact that the Phillies defense may be the worst of any. And when we get into these, especially these short series, you know, best of three, those defensive plays, you know, keeping the guy from taking the extra base, making a play to get an out where you might not have thought you could, you know, those types of plays, I think, can be difference makers. And I think the Cardinals, because their defense is so good with six gold glovers on that roster, it's where there's so many ways where the Cardinals can do the little things to get the win. I think it could go, you know, the full three games because of what you said with Wheeler. And Aaron Nola certainly can give the Phillies a great start, you know, a great six, seven innings. I just think the Cardinals are overall the better team and they do the little things so well that that makes them a pretty solid favorite. What I think is so interesting about these wildcard teams as well as Steve Gardner does terrific work over at USA Today. He is joining me on the podcast is that with a lot of these teams that are in the wild card, they're a little bit more boomer bust because with the St. Louis Cardinals, I think they should be able to pull out that series against the Philadelphia Phillies. And if they do survive the advance and they make it through that series, I think that there's a good chance that they could steal a few games moving forward in the divisional round, but I really don't like them to be able to win a World Series. Meanwhile, with the Philadelphia Phillies, I feel like they're a little bit more all or nothing. If they're able to get by the St. Louis Cardinals, they do have that firepower with Wheeler and Aaron Nola to where they can win two games in any series at the front just with those two guys alone. And I mean, I feel that same way about the Toronto Blue Jays as well. With the Blue Jays, even though I think that they're the team that might be most vulnerable to a little bit of an upset here in the wild card round. At the same time, I do think that if they're able to get by the Seattle Mariners, because of what you talk about, I believe that they're the only team in the big leagues with five different guys with at least 24 home runs. That's something that's going to be able to play no matter what. And with a lot of these teams in the wild card round, a lot of the favorites I could see pretty much rolling over and not being able to win in the divisional round and vice versa. The teams I don't necessarily like to win in the wild card round, I could see them winning in the divisional round if they make it that far as well. You bring up a great point too, Greg, of the fine line it is between advancing and going all the way and being eliminated in the first round. Just a couple of years ago, the Washington Nationals playing in that wild card game, winner take all, and a ball bounces on a Juan Soto hit just away from the glove of Trent Grisham. The Nationals come back, they win that game, and then they go on to win the World Series. You're exactly right that you get that momentum, it builds with every series that you win, it can carry you sometimes, as it did most recently for Washington. Yeah, I think that that is going to be something that is so fascinating to take a look at as well, because when it comes down to it, when it comes to the top two teams that we've got in each division, the Astros and the Yankees, along with the Atlanta Braves and the LA Dodgers, I'd be a little bit surprised if those are not the four teams that we see in the championship series on both sides. And I mean, with the Astros and the Dodgers, they are no doubt the favorite to be able to make it to the World Series. When it comes to the Astros, I do think that they're the team that I'd be most shocked if they do not make the World Series rather than the LA Dodgers. When I take a look at the bracket in the American League, yes, the Rays and the Guardians were going to be doing battle, whichever of those two teams survives and advances. You know that the pitching is going to be there, but you also know with both of those teams, they don't necessarily have a lot of firepower on offense. You could say the same for the Seattle Mariners as well, very much an all-or-nothing team, but since the All-Star break, a bottom-three team, as a matter of fact, they might be the worst team in all the big leagues in terms of batting average. Meanwhile, the pitching, it has been there for them as well. Meanwhile, on the National League side of things, if the Mets are able to survive against the San Diego Padres, if you've got Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer firing on all cylinders, that is going to be no cakewalk for either team. The St. Louis Cardinals, even though they don't have a lot of firepower, we all know what the St. Louis Cardinals have done in the postseason. And even the Philadelphia Phillies, when you've got the number two home run hitter in the big leagues, Kyle Schwarber, I think that there's just a lot more landmines in the National League for the Dodgers and the Braves to overcome rather than in the American League where I take a look at the Astros in there, that very clear number one, and then number two, it's just sort of like, eh, 
perhaps the Yankees, but I'm still not necessarily bullish on them after their second half. It seems like a lot of the teams that got in on the wild card side of things limped in. You know, they were not playing their best baseball down the stretch, whereas the Atlanta Braves certainly were. You know, the Dodgers were playing very well. The Yankees kind of turned things around when it looked like they were stumbling. And I think one of the things, too, with the new playoff format As you mentioned, it will be a surprise if any of those top four seeds don't advance to the championship series because they get the bye. And uh, the benefit of, of having your players rested after a long season, getting your pitching staff in order and your rotation the way you want it, and having your opponent, too, having to play in the first round and having to expend the energy and having their starters go in their bullpen. You know, even if you do have a little bit of time in between, you know, the end of one series and the beginning of another, still having that bye, although there's a little bit of a risk of rust, the benefits are so much better. And uh, and I think we'll see that play out this year as they change to the new format. And I do like the new wildcard format as well. In a game of baseball where you play 162 regular series season games to have a one-game playoff, to me, it just did not feel right. I personally would like to see the wildcard perhaps be five games, but three games, significantly better than one game, in my opinion. So we will certainly take that as Steve Gardner does amazing work over at USA Today. He is joining me on the podcast. And then the one team that I think is just so interesting when it comes to the postseason, and I think that this entire Guardians versus Rays team is pretty much a look at two teams that very much play the same way. This is a good old Spider-Man gift because with the Rays and the Guardians, you really don't have a lot of home run power. You've got a pair of teams that they very much have been relying upon bullpen pitching, but we know that for game one, the Rays starter is going to be Shane McClanahan, and I just can't see the Rays making a run unless if Shane McClanahan is fully at 100%, and I just have so many trepidations right now with this Rays team because coming into the postseason, he looked very far from it, and I just still also go back to what we saw last season with the Rays. They completely burnt up their bullpen in that series against the Boston Red Sox. That costed them late in that series. With the Tampa Bay Rays, I think that they're a team with a lot of volatility because if you see a fully healthy McClanahan in game one, I could very much reverse course on the Rays and start to like them. I just fear that we're not going to be getting the Shane McClanahan that we got pre-All-Star break once again in the start, though. Yeah, he has kind of faltered down the stretch, although in total, it was a fantastic season for him. And I think he's established himself as a legitimate number one ace-type starter. So this is an opportunity for him to kind of solidify that by showing that he can get it done in the postseason. And certainly to go to Cleveland and win on the road would be a huge feather in his cap. The thing with the Rays that always gets me is you look at their roster, you see the weak spots, things that are are not as good as maybe uh, elements of, of the other team that they're playing, and somehow the Rays manage to get it done and surprise you. I have a feeling that in the first round, if there's going to be an upset, I think the Rays are going to pull it off. That's, you know, my go out on a limb pick, I guess. But I like what they've done, the experience there. Kevin Cash, a fantastic manager. Of course, Terry Francona has plenty of managerial experience in the playoffs as well. As you said, these teams so evenly matched that any little thing, a ball that bounces one way is just barely fair rather than foul. I can see this being a thrilling three-game series going all the way down to, you know, maybe even extra innings in game three. I think they're that evenly matched. And I think that this is the one series that we're going to be finding that I think it really gets decided based on how the starting pitching is in game one. Shane Bieber has been terrific for the Cleveland Guardians, but I think that Shane McClanahan might be the biggest unknown in this wild card round. I don't know if you'd agree slash disagree with that, but if we see the same Shane McClanahan that we saw pre-All-Star break, he goes out, he delivers seven innings, gives up one to two runs, team gets the job done. I am right there with you. I think that the Rays are going to be able to win that series. If we get the Shane McClanahan that we've been seeing the last few times out, because I just fear that he's dealing with an injury right now, I do think that it could be curtains for the Rays as well, because they'll have to dive into the bullpen a little bit too deep. And I do fear that if McClanahan shows signs of weakness early, that means that Kevin Cash is going to need to try to piecemeal together a game in which McClanahan only goes two to three innings, and then that puts them behind the eight ball against one of the few teams in the big leagues that can really match 
catch at depth of the Tampa Bay Rays in the bullpen. What I'm really excited about is can Tyler Glass now come in and be a factor in this series because we've seen him you know, when he's been virtually unhittable and he came back after Tommy John surgery and, and, and was able to pitch at the end of the regular season. I'm guessing that he's probably going to fall into that maybe super reliever role perhaps could pitch in in a couple of games. That's what's fascinating to me because, you know, if he were completely healthy, he would be, you know, maybe even your game one starter for Tampa Bay. He's that good. Yep, I agree with you there because with Glassnow, you got to figure that he's throwing 50 pitches at the absolute back. So he's probably going to be a two to three inning guy for the Tampa Bay Rays. And those are always the most intriguing guys because we think back to 2019, a guy that we're very familiar with, Patrick Corbin, who unfortunately has become a fade ever since then in fantasy, in terms of betting. You're able to go down the line, Washington National fans, not necessarily (laughs) too happy with that contract right now. But in 2019, Patrick Corbin was that guy. And Patrick Corbin was the reason why the Nationals won the World Series. So I do think that that's such a good factor that you bring up with the Tampa Bay Rays as well. And Steve, we're going to put you on the spot here because that's what this podcast needs to do. But in terms of the World Series, who do you see being able to battle it all when it's all said and done? Because I just still have a tough time going up against the LA Dodgers and the Houston Astros. I do think that the Braves, they're playing just amazing baseball. But I do think that for the third straight year, we get that amazing Dodgers versus Braves National League Championship Series. I really can't go against Astros versus Yankees on the AL side of things as well. But do you have something maybe a little bit different? I wish I did, Greg. (laughs) It might be a little bit more interesting. But again, I mean, these teams, especially, you know, the Dodgers have had a historically good season. They're number one in the majors in both scoring and in run prevention. The best run differential, I saw this the other day, the best run differential for a team since the 1936 Yankees. That's the Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio Yankees team. And it seems like they don't get enough publicity and they don't get enough love. This is just maybe one of Dave Roberts' best teams that he's ever had. The only thing I think that could mess things up and here possibly if they run into a team that hit left-handed pitchers well, perhaps the Achilles heel for the Dodgers is they have the left-handed starters in Clayton Kershaw, uh, Julio Arias, and Tyler Anderson. You know, All three of those left-handers have been their best starters this season. If you get a team, maybe the Braves with Acuna and Riley, if they're able to you know, kind of attack those starting pitchers, that maybe they can get to the Dodgers early. But um, that's, you know, kind of a long shot. I still think the Dodgers from top to bottom, offense, defense, pitching, the Dodgers are superior to, to Atlanta. They're superior in my mind to Houston. I think the chalk is going to prevail this season as we go toward the World Series. Yep, and you bring up the one trepidation that I've got with the L.A. Dodgers. His name is Craig Kimbrell. That is the one trepidation that I've got with the L.A. Dodgers. And ironically enough, on the flip side, the one trepidation that I have with the Atlanta Braves, his name is Kenley Jansen. (laughs) I think that that's actually going to be a very big factor, and that could be the one way in which one of these wildcard teams are able to make a little bit of a run because Emmanuel Classe has been arguably 1A, 1B with Edwin Diaz in terms of the top closers in all of baseball. And as we know, when it comes to the postseason, your bullpen is becoming more and more big. Even the Cardinals, if Ryan Helsley is healthy, as he suffered an ailment a few days ago, we need to check in on his status. That is going to be big as well. And if there is one way in which these wildcard teams are going to be able to get through, and if there is a team that's going to be able to wreck the apple cart, I do think that it's going to be via bullpen pitching in the eighth and ninth inning because a lot of these wildcard teams, the Guardians, the Rays, the Cardinals, you're able to go down the line. In the eighth and ninth inning, these teams are nails. Indeed, indeed. And as we've seen, you know, you've got to have those lockdown, those wins when you've got the opportunity. And going into the playoffs, you know, if you're the Phillies or if you're the Dodgers, as you mentioned, with Kimbrell, and you don't know who your best closer is to get those final three outs, that causes an awful lot of trepidation, both not only in your own dugout, you know, with with your manager, but throughout the dugout with the players as well. And someone needs to tell our good friend Dave Roberts, do not utilize Julio Rios on the road in like the eighth and ninth inning against the (laughs) Emirates. 
Braves like you did last season as well, because, well, that was the beginning of the end for our good friends, the LA Dodgers. But this is the beginning of a very good postseason, Steve. I know you're going to be doing a great job of covering it over there at USA Today, and you do an amazing job just all 12 months out of the year, taking a look at the great game of baseball. Love the good people at home. Know they're able to follow you on social media and everything they've got going on in general. Sure. Thanks, Greg. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Steve A. Gardner. Look for our coverage of the postseason at usatoday.com. I will be on there doing videos and writing and making predictions that hopefully will will come close to being what the actual <laughs> outcome is. But, you know, that's why they play the games. And generally, we think we know, but we don't know. That's why this is such a fun time of the year. Yes, and Steve, that is why when it comes to all of my handicapping, all the prediction that is, predictions that I make, I go game by game because trying to do this for the entirety of a series, <laughs> things are going to go down in a fiery heap of smoke. There is going to be someone that emerges that absolutely nobody had on the radar. I don't know if you had the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series last season. I certainly did not. I warmed up on the Atlanta Braves as the World Series went along, but if you had told me before we had any of the postseason games played that it would be the Atlanta Braves hoisting the trophy, I'd have been like, yeah, okay. I think the last time I predicted the right World Series winner was uh, was back when the Yankees won over the Phillies. It's been a while. It's a kiss of death for Dodger fans, too. Yep. Hey, you know what? It's going to be certainly interesting to take a look at this season because this is one of the few sports in which chalk really does not prevail. You don't want to be taking a look at a lot of underdogs when it comes to like the college football playoff or anything like that. The baseball playoff lends itself to a whole heck of a lot more of it. And I know that Steve is going to be doing a great job of covering this year's postseason. A big thanks to him for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Coming up next, we have no games for Thursday. And as right now, some of the starters for Friday's games are a little bit to be determined. So we're just going to take a look at these series prices and give you guys my thoughts on how I think things are going to be shaking out in terms of wild card round next here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of 
seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the VEASAN family of podcasts. Big thanks to Steve Gardner. Does great work over at USA Today. He did join me in the last segment as we are currently getting set for the wild card round. I'll be giving you guys picks and analysis on the Friday games tomorrow as I am recording this. We really don't have numbers on these games. We are starting to get settled on some starting pitchers like Alec Manoa is certainly going to be going in game one for the Toronto Blue Jays. It does appear as though Shane McClanahan is going to be going in game one for the Tampa Bay Rays as well. But right now, things are a little bit up in the air, and I'd probably be giving you guys a little bit more of a volatile handicap as it looks like it will be Shane Bieber versus Shane McClanahan, and I will have those handicaps up in the morning on my Twitter feed at GNRSCORTY1, given that we are starting to get some more starting pitchers. If we've got a TBD matchup, that is not going to be there, but if we do have starting pitching matchups, like it's looked like we're going to be for Rays versus Guardians, things like that, I will have that up, and then the analysis will be coming on the show tomorrow, but just wanted to look at these four wildcard series, just take a look at where the value is in general, and once again, if you're taking a look at Just some of the futures. I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times and on the Greg Peterson experience as well. I'd be looking at a money line rollover rather than team futures. I just don't see a lot of value in taking a team like the Houston Astros at plus 425 to win the World Series if you just bet it series by series, roll over your winnings, where you just take the one unit that you put on a future, you instead put it on the Astros' first series against TBD opponent, you take what you had from that one unit and the winnings from that first series, just roll it over, place it on the money line the next series, and then just go that way. I think that you're able to get much more bang for your buck than looking at really any of these teams, maybe other than the Guardians at 40 to 1, but even there on a rollover, I still think you'd have good value plus with the rollover. If you get a series like you think that the Guardians match up really bad with the Houston Astros, you're able to walk away from the table with your winnings as well. So I do think that that's a better way to take a look at it. But in terms of just taking a look at these series, I do think that it's amazing to dive into it. I'll just give you the four series prices right now. According to DraftKings, your numbers are going to vary from book to book, whether you use something like BetMGM, FanDuel, you're able to go down the list. But in terms of these series, the Blue Jays, who are going to be at home against the Seattle Mariners, they're minus 170 Guardians. They are going to be playing host the Tampa Bay Rays. They are a minus 130. The Mets hosting the Padres. Mets are a minus 175. And the Cardinals are hosting the Phillies. They're at a minus 135. Really, the best value on the board, in my opinion, would be 
the St. Louis Cardinals. I just take a look at this Philadelphia Phillies team, and they're coming in in relatively poor form. Now, Zach Wheeler is going to be pitching in Game 1. We do not know as of the time of this recording who is going to be going for St. Louis in Game 1. And Zach Wheeler, he does have 17 scoreless innings thus far this season against St. Louis, but he's also had his struggles on the road. He's a guy that's fresh off of the injured list, and then after that, it gets a little bit more dicey for the Philadelphia Phillies. You do have Aaron Nola, who's been solid on the road, but if you look at his career numbers, he's been scuffling a little bit throughout his career with a road area that's nearly a full point higher than his home ERA. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, a bottom six bullpen in terms of ERA post-All-Star break. Now, for the Cardinals, you want to take a look at the injury to Ryan Helsley with his finger because he did get hurt a few days ago, so that is something to check in on. But I do think that the St. Louis Cardinals, they've got a little bit more firepower in general with regards to their offense. They've been able to do a very solid job at home, as a matter of fact, 53-28 and 28 for the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that they should be a bigger favorite in this series, even though they don't have that one standout pitcher. These guys in Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana, who came over at the trade deadline, they've been able to do a solid job. Zach Thompson, a relatively good reliever. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado are rested. They should be good to go. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, and you've got Kyle Schwarber who's been able to do a solid job. And the offense itself, it is pretty respectable, but I do think that the bullpen discrepancy is very big in this circumstance. I do think that of all the four teams in the wild card, the team that I would like to lease to be able to pull off an upset would be the Philadelphia Phillies. I think that that's going to be a big issue, and that includes the San Diego Padres, because the Padres are going to be going up against the Mets. If there is a little bit of value on an underdog, I honestly do think that it is with the Padres just because they've actually hit significantly better on the road than at home, and that makes sense because, well, when you play at Petco Park, it is very, very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Now, they've been without about Crisman in the bullpen, but they've been able to find their way with someone like Robert Suarez being able to step up. Josh Hader has actually looked halfway decent each of his last 10 appearances. No earned runs allowed, so he's actually rounded into form, and he still have talent for this team, and with the New York Mets, it has very much been a sad state of affairs for them ever since they were able to really clinch a playoff spot when they were going for the division. They get swept by the Atlanta Braves. That was very, very far from savory for them. Jacob deGrom has not been in good form, giving up three-plus runs at each out of his last four starts. Now, now he is a gamer. I do think that he's going to be up for the playoffs in general. And then you've got Matt Max Scherzer, who he had a rough go of it against the Atlanta Braves, but by and large, even with his IL since, he's been able to do a solid job. You've got Edwin Diaz in the bullpen. They have been without Tommy Hunter. I do think that that is something that you do want to note for the New York Mets. So I could see the San Diego Padres with a guy like Juan Soto, who's got great familiarity with the New York Mets, having gone up against them with the Washington Nationals many, many times, being able to steal at the very minimum one game, especially with you, Darvish, who has had some demonstrative home and road splits the last few seasons, but has really been able to rein it in on the road in his last few starts. He's coming in in very good form with the San Diego Padres as well. I do think that you're going to be able to get the good frontline pitching that you need out of Joe Musgrove as well, so I do think that they've got a little bit of a shot. I was talking about this with Steve. If there is a team that has a little bit of value at a plus price, I will be taking a look at the Seattle Mariners getting right around a plus 140, honestly, out of all the teams, because I do think that the Rays have a little bit of a better shot of knocking off the Cleveland Guardians, but you're only getting plus 110 with the Rays. Meanwhile, the Seattle Mariners are getting plus 140, so in terms of return on investment, if you're looking at all four of these series, if there is value on one underdog, it is a Mariners. I am in agreement with Steve that I do think that in terms of these wild card series, I do give the edge to all four of the home teams just because trying to win two out of three on the road, that is going to be rather difficult for all these teams. But with the Mariners, what you do have is just so much bullpen pitching with this team. Andres Munoz, Penn Murphy, Eric Swanson, Paul Seawald. You're able to go down the line of guys that have a sub-3 ERA. Luis Castillo has been a little bit of an issue. And honestly, if there's a game that I think that the Seattle Mariners are losing, it's probably game one now. I obviously also have trepidations if you've got Robbie Ray pitching, but something else that does help out the Seattle Mariners, this is a little bit under the radar, but a few weeks ago, you may recall that the COVID-19 vaccine mandate that was in for folks going into Toronto and just into the country of Canada in 
general. That has now been dropped. So the Seattle Mariners now are going to be at full staff, unlike when they went to Toronto the first few times a little bit earlier this season. So that is going to be a little bit of a booster for them. And then in terms of that Guardians versus Rays series, I do feel like it's all dependent upon game one. Shane McClanahan is going to be going in game one against Shane Bieber. I can tell you right now, I'm going to be probably setting the Guardians more around about a minus 130 favorite in that spot because if Shane McClanahan was at full force, I do think that the Tampa Bay Rays would be able to win this series. I do think that he'd be able to let a good start, but you take a look at the recent form of Shane McClanahan, coupled with the fact that you've got Two guys on the Tampa Bay Rays team with more than 12 home runs this season. That is an issue. Even though the Cleveland Guardians, they don't slug out the deep ball themselves. You just have so many guys that are able to move the line. Five guys that had at least a 275 for the team that I've seen consistent at best. And then Will Brandon has come up. He's been able to do a solid job. That's going to be able to help them out in that other American League series I was talking about a bit earlier. These Seattle Mariners are outgunned in terms of moving the line, getting on base. I do think that they're going to have a tough time with Alec Manoa, but I do think that they're going to be able to match in terms of the bullpen. I do think that if the Mariners are going to be able to win that series. They're going to need to do it via lower scoring games. And if I'm being honest, if we do get the Manoa versus Luis Castillo matchup like it's looking like we're getting in game one, I'd be taking a look at the Mariners, perhaps winning game two and game three, as I do think that Manoa should be a sizable favorite there, just with the way that Luis Castillo has been pitching on the road recently. But I do think that there would be a chance that the Mariners could be able to run off the final two. And also when it comes to the series prices as well, I'm taking a look at them, and the more that I'm thinking about it, the more you probably would just want to bet these game to game because you're going to get a little bit more bang for your buck if you do so. Like, laying the Mets at a minus 175, you're just not getting a lot of value on that front. It's looking like you Darvish for the Padres to be determined is on the bump for the New York Mets. If you just take the Mets on the money line three times, and if you're able to hit twice, you're probably going to be making a little bit of coin. And if you hit both of them, you know what? There you go. You're going to be able to make a whole heck of a lot more money than minus 175. I just I just don't think that there's a lot of value in betting these three-game series prices. You're better off just going game-to-game, in my opinion, as I take a look at it. But I do think that it's going to be rather chalky in terms of the wildcard round, though we have seen quite a few surprises, and there's a big reason why I go game-to-game, because when it comes to trying to predict the future, it is a little bit more difficult. We were talking about it with Steve as well. When it's all said and done, I do think that in terms of the World Series, I certainly think that the Astros are going to be getting there. I'm liking the Braves a little bit more than the LA Dodgers, but I do think that it's certainly going to be one of those two teams, I know I just gave you an absolutely tremendous answer and just like not hedging my bets there whatsoever. I've got no futures tickets, so there's nothing to hedge in terms of those futures. But that said, I do think that the Atlanta Rays, they match up very well with the LA Dodgers. That is a series that I hope we get. I hope I am able to bet it game to game. And we're going to have all these games in terms of wild card round, the divisional round, championship series, and the World Series covered on this podcast, Baseball Betting Show. So that is on the horizon. A big thanks to Steve Gardner for joining me in the last segment. If you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you've got one or two ways to be offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And in the other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. I'm coming at you guys every single day on this podcast until a team is hoisting up that World Series trophy. So I will be coming at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.